Hello Fellowship, David Wilkinson here, the Director of Communications, and I'm joined today for another Ebenezer moment from my friend Janet West. Janet, how you doing? Doing good. Share with our body any back history on this that you would like, but just share with them where you have noticed that God is bringing you to this Ebenezer moment in your life. Well, this Ebenezer is a very tangible Ebenezer. Okay. One of my biggest spiritual struggles has been always that God's invisible. Mm-hmm. We're tangible people, but this was just a very specific, special Ebenezer that he gave me through probably one of the hardest seasons of my life. Hmm. Um, and that is walking through 12 steps through Regen program here at church. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more about that. A little backstory. Um, my father's an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. My brother's an alcoholic. Didn't know that either one of them were until they quit drinking. Praise God. Mm-hmm. My parents were divorced. I've to this day never seen my father drunk. But um, through his initial process, when he was doing meetings, often he took me to meetings with him. I've been to AA meetings in Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. in the meeting where the playing field is level. Okay, yeah. Um, I've processed some of my own pain and childhood issues through the years in different ways. Um, I'm almost afraid to turn 70 in a few years because God initiated the 50s. At 50, I cleaned my closet out. Mm-hmm no closed doors mm-hmm. assured the 60s in with regen so i um have a dear friend here who's in the program who recognized codependency in me mm-hmm. i don't even know exactly how i figured out i need help but i did it's the hardest thing i've ever done and i have to tell you the reason is because of the pride that was the roadblock to to being able to say that you needed help absolutely yeah i tried to fix myself for years mm-hmm unable to my process with regen proved you can't fix yourself you have to depend on him to do it Mm. so the process was um difficult uncovering what needed to be fixed and healed and realizing you can't do it wow a dear friend of mine who went through aa to get sober was very instrumental in getting that uh, ministry started here she's part of my story she's part of my ebenezer Mm. And we have some peop- wonderful people in there who, who's, this is our ministry. Mm-hmm. Phil Herndon, one of our elders, is a full-time counselor. I'm sure most people here realize that. Mm-hmm. Um, just from my observation, I feel like uh, for men, a lot of the issues come out in addictions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, impossible for women. I feel like for women, more of those issues come out in relationship issues, maybe not as often in the addiction, mm-hmm. but they're caused by the same things. And it takes the same thing to heal. That's something that's mm. a little hard to grasp and wrap your mind around. And this was the same thing for you. It was Absolutely. relationship driven. Uh, well, the codependency thing. Mm-hmm. And like my father, once he got sober, we talked about the dynamic in the family. Mm-hmm. Even though he was not drinking when my parents were married, the dynamics were still there, and I fit the perfect profile of the oldest child of an alcoholic parent. Pride was the roadblock, mm. and codependency was kind of the beginning point of what you were wanting to address. Exactly. So tell me when you went into Regen and you started to open yourself up to this, mm-hmm. what was God showing you? What was your Ebenezer moment about? Well, I'll tell you. I, I called my brother when I left here. Mm-hmm. Praise God, my, my father was restored to our family right before he got sober. 
after many years of no connection, I think he did that, God did that to begin to heal my family and so that my brother's problem wouldn't go on for years. Mm. Both of them never drank again once they started AA, which is very rare, but praise God they stayed sober. Mm -hmm. I called my brother after I left the first meeting and I said, I've got to tell you, I could never have done this if you and dad hadn't done it first. The pride, the pride's unbelievable. And I wanted to wear a shirt and say, I'm not a sex addict or an alcoholic, like I'm any different. Hmm. I found out everybody thinks that when they come in there. I'm different than the rest. Oh. But God is so gracious, and I feel like my dad died when, uh, the year before I did the program. He went through it at 62. I wish I could tell him he left a legacy. Hmm. And if I don't leave any in my family, if I leave a legacy to deal with your stuff, it's worth it. Wow. I appreciate so much that you see that legacy is not connected to perfection. power and strength oh. and perfection, but something that you had to learn about that began with weakness. Those walls come down hard. <laughs> so my Ebenezer, I called my friend who'd been an alcoholic and said, I'm going to Regen. And she said, I think you need to get a part-time job. You need something where you can earn a little extra money. You have something else to focus on. She knows how hard the process is going to be. I had been thinking that. I walked into a local quilt shop there. I've shopped. Asked them what was new, and they told me that they were hiring. Mm -hmm. I said, you're kidding. I'm looking for a job. <laughs> they hired me on the spot two uh. days a week. So I was going on my first quilt retreat, and one of the girls at work said, what are you going to work on on quilt retreat? Okay. Part of what I was learning at Regen is not doing what you need to for yourself. Okay. Yeah. My mom and I've made quilts for the whole family. I've never made one for me. Oh. And I thought, okay, maybe I need to make a quilt for me. Mm -hmm. And this is it. Mm. And I, it's a long story how I came up with the color scheme. Yeah. But I was looking at it as a quilt pattern, as a nine patch. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh -huh. And you cut strips, sew them together, cut some more, sew them together. So it's processed. Then finally I flipped my first square over. Uh-huh. And saw the cross. And you saw the cross. I was uh, my, my my eye immediately went to that when you were counting the nine. Yeah, that's beautiful. I was so focused on it as a quilt pattern. I never saw the cross. How so about then that? I thought, God's doing something with yeah. this. It's red, mm -hmm. which I didn't plan on, mm -hmm. representing the blood. It's a covering. Mm -hmm. It covers me. It's a comforter. Mm -hmm. I love quilts. They're comforting. Mm -hmm. One of the other things I learned through my regen programs, you have a lifetime of things never grieved or really processed. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn to grieve those things, but then let God be my comforter. Mm -hmm. I saw a little bit of time, a mm -hmm. little here, a little there, a little here, a little there. Finished this quilt the same week I finished my 12-step program, which was about a year. Wow. Is that right? Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. You know, you used the word tangible at the beginning of yes. our conversation. We can't see, feel, or touch yes. God. And yet he brought you to something that is a tangible thing. That's well, so great. The other cool thing is I went to counseling, uh, continued counseling for a while after I finished the 12-step program. I carried this with me. Uh -huh. I would be cold, I think, because I was nervous. Mm. I carry it when I go out of town. Yeah. So what God's continued to do since then is show me tangible ways that he meets me, Janet West, so personally because he cares. Mm, yes, that's right. 
Janet, I thank you for being a humble example of someone who said God was not done with me in my 40s or my 50s. And this is this is a beautiful thing when we can continue to be open to what mm. it is that he wants to show us. So thank you for your thank you for your testimony. You're welcome. Yeah, that's one thing we do in Regen, which I've, which I loved was they had nights where you can share Ebenezer moments. Mm. They give stones for those Ebenezers. Right. The verse for that, and I want it down because I, I love the second part. Yeah, we forget it, about it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom he has redeemed from trouble. Psalm 107.2. Some versions say who's redeemed from the enemy or the adversary. So let the redeemed say so. Well, that's a great note to end on. So fellowship, we want to hear from you. If you have an Ebenezer moment, we would love to hear your story. And all you got to do is email me, dwilkinson at fbcrc.org. I promise you, we will make it super easy for you. Janet, do we make it easy for them? Absolutely. Absolutely. Janet says so. Janet's a great testimony. Let me know. I would love to hear from you. And thanks for joining us again for another Ebenezer moment. Thanks, Janet. Thank you.